chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the moment. Hello and welcome to the world famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast, uh, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Luke Hillen. I'm back. I took I took one episode off, which is an interesting way to phrase that for a quote guest host. But uh, but I'm back here with with Thomas Dick, who who we missed for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, it, I don't even know if Evan like I don't even know if he's co-host anymore. He's like uh, he, he's uh, just the social media manager at this point. It's something like that. <laughs> so uh, Nashville. Um, first, before we start. Super Speedway is that false advertising? Yeah, it throws me off because I mean, just not not knowing much, and we haven't been there in a while. I was thinking, man, do I do I not really leading way up into this race, like when they announced the schedule, like do I not really remember this track? Is it a lot bigger than I'm thinking that it is? But but no, I mean, it is false advertising. It, I mean, there were brake issues the entire weekend. It, you don't need brakes at a Super Speedway. So yeah, I think a lot of crew chiefs must. <laughs> must have bit the false advertising because i i personally have daytona and talladega are the two i consider super speedways and you might throw in the two mile tracks but i don't i don't really though yeah no daytona and talladega those are the super speedways nashville needs to nashville speedway nashville motor speedway something like that. <laughs> and second uh i mean you got into it with the braking did you think the races were good this weekend I thought they were maybe better than I expected them to be. Uh, there, there was some, there was some grumbling when this track was added to the schedule about how the racing was not going to be good. And, and I thought it was better than, better than maybe I expected because of that, you know, yeah. nothing all that special, but not horrible. And, and Corey LaJoy was grumbling as recently as this weekend. I, I had a different perspective because I actually listened to the race while I was driving. And then I watched the race later and it's uh, they i mean it could be the radio but they made it sound like it was the most exciting race ever but that's because they were constantly talking about the battles for fourth fifth eighth ninth tenth yeah. and then once every three laps they'd be like oh by the way kyle larson's up by four seconds or yeah so it, it sounded like it was a, a better race to be at than a race to watch on tv because uh, you know they always uh highlight who's out front yeah, no, that's a that's a good way to describe it. I, I I would agree with that. And you know, there were always at certain points on the track, whatever race it was, there were there were battles and people people passing and you know, but but it it, it did seem like for the most part the leaders the leaders kind of came out to bigger leads in each race. So all right, we'll start out with a truck race. Um John Nemechek, he started from the uh John Hunter Joe. Nemechek. Front row Joe. Front row Joe, oh God. That's how you can tell I'm old. Um, <laughs> it starts from the rear after a qualifying snafu. He would not win a stage. And I believe that's the first race all year. Um, Todd Gilland and Tanner Gray also had to go to the back. Um, and those teams each lost 25 points in the standings. Derek Krause got the pole. Um, first stage, Derek Hill or Derek Cross, Austin Hill, Chandler Smith, one, two, three the whole way. That goes back to Corey LaJoy talked about there's a train, no one passes, blah, blah, blah. Um, you could just on the on the computer, you could hit uh forward 15 seconds, forward 15 seconds, forward 15 seconds, 
and it was just those three cars <laughs> and the whole the, the whole stage yeah uh and you knew that it wouldn't be like that the whole race because of those guys that started back in the back but but you know kind of like you like you pointed to a lot of what they're showing and a lot of the movement was happening not necessarily up front so i i will say uh like i noticed normally when those guys start at the back they are in the top 10 by the time the first stage is over well when the first stage was over they were still 19th 20th 21st which yeah. goes back to how, still how hard it is to pass at the track yeah yeah for sure um and i mean you know i think last time i was on i i criticized the truck series for there always being cautions and wrecks shout out to the drivers of the truck series for making through stage one with without a single caution i they they proved me wrong there must have their hands at 10 and 2. <laughs> uh, second stage, uh, Kraus might have lost the race. I mean, who knows what happens, but he might have lost the, the race at the uh, stage break because he dropped five spots in the pits. Um, William Byron was one in, running top 10. His engine expired with 15 to go. And the caution uh, yellow, or the that caused a yellow flag. That yep. brought out the only action of the stage, I thought. Uh, some pitted, some didn't, and uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it was – I was honestly – I was kind of surprised that that more guys didn't pit here, kind of based off the theme that it didn't look like there would be many cautions, at least to this point. Uh, you know, the, from Byron losing his engine is why there was a caution. It wasn't even an accident. And so I kind of would have expected – most of the guys to pit it had been oh i gotta close my outlook so that's not the whole time. <laughs> uh but but it was interesting that some guys chose to get out but there were also those cars that were kind of stuck in the back you know how hard it is to pass so track position is important and it was interesting to see that play out in the second stage uh smith and smith chandler and zane not related finished one two they were separate rated by 14 one hundredths of a second and they were one two the entire stage so much like the first stage not much action up top all the action was back below um we get into the final stage uh johnny sodder who's been struggling he gets a pit penalty uh for speeding uh stuart friesen and grant enfinger are out front for the first restart but uh sodder spins he brings out the yellow enfinger and friesen flip-flop on the second restart and then uh with 40 to go, Derek Krause blows a tire into the wall. So he, yeah. he was out front that whole first stage, and then a bad thing, he gets you in the back, and then you're uh, you're having to, to grind your car out, and he blows a tire. Yeah, and we didn't see that as much in this race as we do in some of the later races, but it was it was kind of interesting as much green flag, as much green flag racing as there was, and some guys kind of pushing it on gas and, and tires that we didn't see a little bit more of that, but kind of a bummer for kind of a bummer for Derek Krause who who really was was looking good early on in the race and it it, it did not work out for him well at all in the end. Uh Enfinger outduels Priest on the restart with 33 to go. Um Enfinger or uh, Priest hangs out but uh with 6 laps to go he and uh, Enfinger go at it for those were two really good laps of uh, of back and forth before Priest finally uh he gets it, uh, uh, passes him with five to go to get his win in a truck series debut. 
I thought it was interesting. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't uh, ever raced a truck race before, which is surprising to me. But good good for him. And you know, obviously, uh, Cup guy that that wants as much experience as he can on a new track. That's why you saw Byron and a couple other guys in this thing too. But good for Ryan Priest, Hunt Brothers, Hunt Bros. <laughs> we love it. We love to see that. And he, it's funny because he had the Entenmann's uh, Bakery uh, car in the, the Cup Series. So in the post-race interview on Friday, he was like, pizza and cupcakes all weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're all about food here. Um, Todd Gilland, who uh, started 35th, he finished second. Enfinger, who not uh, not going to be in the playoff, uh, thanks to uh, Thor Sport. Uh, finishes third, Zane Smith fourth, Stuart Friesen rounds out the top five. Um, Jack Wood was notable in my book. He uh, He's run three races this year in the truck series, finished 28th at Coda, improved to 15th in Charlotte, and had an 11th place finish here. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little bit, a number of different names up there in this race than maybe your typical truck race, but uh you know we're gonna see that a little bit we're gonna see it at a new track and these guys are also so inexperienced generally that i kind of like it my guy matt crafton uh not not too much to see there from him either so a little bit disappointing but yeah the, uh thor sport um when they finished they've had envinger in third and then they had crafton fourth Rhodes fifth uh ty majeski finished sixth um so they were there but they weren't there yeah and that's kind of been been the story for them this year it's not like they're finishing way back in the back of the pack but you expect a little bit more from them and and it speaks to that you know i i say crafton finished fourth but that's kind of a disappointing finish for him i feel like so yeah um not much movement in the standings from first to 20th uh zane smith moved up one spot to fourth gillen moved down one to fifth um grant Enfinger, who can't make the playoffs as we said <laughs> up one the six sheldon creed down one the seventh um chandler smith uh is currently in the last playoff spot uh johnny Sauter lost up uh lost some ground he is now 15 back thor sport like if the season ended today the they'd only have two cars in the playoffs when they should be getting four in um, the end finger deal is sort of head scratching why you only put him in a part-time ride this year, even though he had so much success recently. And then, uh, Johnny Sodders on the outside, which he was one of my preseason favorites. Yeah. You know, the, the rookie of the year race too, I think the truck series, maybe the Xfinity series every now and then, but rookie of the year race is always a little more interesting in the truck series because it's guys you've probably never heard of before. And so that's something to follow as well. But like you said, the Thor sport stuff is strange. Uh, it, it'll be, you know, what are we halfway through the year? Uh, uh, but they, they only have three races left till the playoffs start. Oh shoot. never mind. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shows you what I know. Yeah. 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 One, one of them's Nashville or uh, Knoxville in the dirt. They're Watkins Glen, I believe. And there was one other, but yeah, they have three races till their playoffs start. All right. Oh, well, Pocono. Yeah. Pocono. Yep. Yep. So yeah, the, uh, the, the window is tightening and you mentioned the rookie thing. Carson Hosevar is in 10th. 
uh, place. Uh, he leads the rookies. He leads Chandler Smith, who's 11th in the standings. They're separated by 15 points. So, Yeah, we'll see how that goes. On the Xfinity, uh, Kurt Busch, I mean, Kyle Busch and Austin Sindrick qualified first and second. Um, I, for one, was shocked by that. <laughs> uh First stage, most of the action was on the first lap. Uh, once Cindric uh, wrestled away the top spot, it was all him. Uh, the stage finishes Cindric, Bush, Hemrick, Harrison Burton, and Justin Allgaier. Yeah, another uh, another stage one, stage one with no cautions, um, which it's good to kind of get the get the race moving along, but a little bit surprising at the truck and Xfinity level. So good for those guys. They'll make up for that in the cups. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, good, uh, good for these young guys staying on their best behavior early on. <laughs> Second uh, stage, Mike Snyder, uh, no power at the stage break. So his race is pretty much over. He eventually gets back on the track and finishes 31st. He's been struggling the last few races. So he's, he's got the win to get him in the playoff. But, I mean, going into the playoff, uh, they won't be a favorite, I would not think. I was going to say, it seems like if it's not one thing, it's another for Myatt Snyder. That's a little bit strange, but uh, I don't know. I, it doesn't always or really ever seem to be his fault. It's something else, so a little bit strange. But uh, Nepotism rules is my next <laughs> note. I can think of 69,420 other people who should be on the NBC NASCAR set before Jack Collinsworth. Uh, you should, uh, yeah. And it, it's funny. I'm glad you put. I'm glad you brought this up because, a, you know, say what you will about Chris Collinsworth. Some people are not the biggest fan of Chris Collinsworth, but we've got NBC had a huge weekend this weekend. NBC had the U.S. Open all weekend. They had the Olympic trials in in a uh, in track and field and and swimming and diving, and then they had the two NASCAR races. And so obviously this is our first NASCAR on on NBC is this Xfinity race. And lo and behold, there's Jack Collinsworth down there. And I'm sitting thinking, how upset is Jack Collinsworth, who probably, maybe I shouldn't judge him, but probably knows very little about NASCAR. Uh, They stuck him out here in Nashville for the Xfinity NASCAR race versus being out at the U.S. Open. But, you know, I'd rather have Lee Diffie, who was doing the track and field trials or something like that, (laughs) than Jack Collinsworth down there. Yeah, I just, I found it odd, like, it was. It was strange. Like they have them on Sunday Night Football too, and I'm like, eh, you couldn't find anyone with any other last name out yeah. there. Uh, but anyhow, uh, uh, back to stage two. Stage two. <laughs> AJ Allmendinger. Uh, when what what lap was this? He, he he came down in the pit in the pits and had a pit road penalty. Um, and I think he was the one who. And we'll see it again, I think, for Martin Truex. He had – it's different for Truex. Truex was just by himself. Uh, Almondinger had the very first pit box, and they said you have to enter the pit box in the outside lane. Which, yeah, he wasn't speeding. He, yeah. They said he it wasn't a single file entry into which the Which, if you the have pit. the very first spot, you're basically – if you're in the outside lane, you basically have to cut 90 degrees to get into yeah. the first pit box. So – you know, Elmendinger had the great news, which we'll talk about more uh, later in the week about the uh, colleague moving up to uh, 
uh, Cup Series, but he he was pretty much out of it after that. Um, and then Bailey Curry, I usually scream no breaks uh, when someone has no breaks, but that it was a very scary situation. He actually had no breaks. It's not the, oh, my breaks aren't working very good, so I say <laughs> I have no breaks. It was the breaks were not working. He hits three crew members in the pit box. It was scary, and and you're you're wondering, a do the did the pit crew guys? And I didn't listen back to his radio. Did they know he had no brakes? And B, is this the first time that a car has stopped correctly in its pit box, not due to brakes, but due to running into crew members? Because yeah. the car would not have stopped had he not hit the crew members. Oh, definitely. And uh, I'm guessing I didn't check. I'm guessing. Uh, they got some sort of penalty for uncontrolled tires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, scary, scary deal for sure. Uh, glad that glad that everyone seemed to come out okay. I think one one crew member was taken to the hospital, but they they said uh, they said on Sunday in the Cup race it, it was looking fine for him. So, yeah. um, Bush wins the restart with uh, on lap fifty four. Lap 70, Stefan Parsons to the moon <laughs> or to the hauler. He crashes. Um, Producing some great GIFs and, and videos on, on the Twitter sphere of, of Doge sliding across the finish line sideways. <laughs> on lap 76 restart, it gets old. Bush wins again. Uh, Hemrick and Allgaier battle back and forth uh, for the, the rest of the stage. It ends up uh, Bush, Allgaier, Hemrick, Harrison Burton, and Michael Lynette. Yeah. Yeah. I, at some point, some of these guys, especially Cendric, because like you said, Bush, after that caution, Bush led him to the restart on lap 54. Cendric was, you know, the leader and, and Bush still got the better of him from the inside there. And uh, I don't know. It, how many times, and I guess maybe never, if Kyle Busch is truly retiring from the Xfinity Series, but how many times are these guys gonna gonna let let him get the better of him on restarts? It's every single restart. We'll see. We'll we'll obviously see it later on. But yeah, he, I mean, from what he said, he he's under he's agreed to do two more races this year, so he was gonna still run those. Okay. I don't know about the future. He seems like someone who would go back on his word. Oh no doubt. Evan and I talked about it the last one I did, but. Uh, there's no way this guy's stopping at a hundred. Yeah. He loves to win. You know, he loves to win. So final stage, uh, Noah Gregson, he doesn't pit. So he gets the top spot that did not work out. Cause guess who's out front again? Uh, let me guess the 54 of Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh Berry's running third. Uh, he's the first guy to pit, uh, on an under green on lap 140. But the yellow flag comes out while he's on pit lane. So that did not work out for him. Yeah. Uh, and then his his crew chief says, said, hey, you know, had we just gotten out a little quicker, that would have worked out perfect for us. But it did not. <laughs> uh, Brandon Brown uh, ends up with a tire down. He's uh, back in the garage where he can sell more car advertisements. Yes. Uh, restart. We're going to see a lot of these. There's a lot of restarts here and they're all, all Geyer and Bush. Yep. So yep. all Geyer on, uh, with 40 to go, all Geyer and Bush, uh, they battle for about four laps before all Geyer gets the lead. And he looks like he's going to be tough to beat in clean air. Um, so, Hey, it looks like he's going to win it. 
And it, and it was kind of fascinating at this point in the race too, with, with Dale Jr. being on the call, because, because obviously Dale Jr. has a rooting interest in yeah. the success of, of Justin Allgaier. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that maybe that was the one silver lining of the broadcast was, was Dale Jr.'s presence during, during this back and forth with, with Allgaier and Bush. But, yeah. uh, but Buford, I'm going to say his name correctly on like, uh, like three different embassy NBC announcers, Jade Buford and Joe Graf get into it with 34 to go. Buford gets in the graph, uh, they spin, and then it appeared as though graph hits Buford really hard on purpose and knocks his uh, rear wheels out of alignment. Were you about to say knocks his lug nuts off his car? <laughs> <laughs> Might have done that, but yeah, that looked intentional. I did not go back and read to see if NASCAR did anything. Uh, graph has been in a couple incidents this year. I know he was in one with Gray Golding earlier. But anyhow, uh, NBC, come on. <laughs> know the yeah. people's names there's only 30 names um yeah they a little call bit them... odd and how does i mean surely they've got spotters and stuff like that how does nobody i don't know well they called him three different people called him joe buford with one yeah. person correctly calling him jade buford in between uh so that was embarrassing i'm all for bringing back fox uh but anyhow so restart with 29 to go bush and allgaier again allgaier gets loose he causes an accident which takes out Hemrick and that and Sindrick uh, takes them out of contention. A couple of them still finished the race, but they had no chance to win. Get a restart with 20 to go. Bush and Allgaier again. Bush yep. clears easily um, and uh, looks like he's going to win it. But guess what? Ryan Sieg brings out the seventh caution. Those uh, five of them in the final stage. So we restart with nine to go. How many races have we gone with a Ryan Sieg spin in the final 20 laps? Most of them, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which is why he will not make the playoffs, uh, despite being a playoff guy uh, a couple years ago. Poor guy. We, we restart with nine to go. Bush and Algar again. Bush clears easily again, uh, and then we get our final. Landon Castle, he bitcoins it for uh, a yellow with seven to go. Uh, they'll pay him in uh, cryptocurrency for whatever you get for finishing near the end of the pack um overtime publicized interesting <laughs> overtime restart bush gets by algar easily for the win yeah i you know you're hoping for you're hoping for something a little different but everybody knows the outcome at this point if bush is going to be on that front row on a restart he's probably going to figure out a way to get it done yep unless he's with john hunter Nemechek and then he just lets him win <laughs> yes yes um final results uh Kyle Busch gets win Xfinity win number 100 followed by Justin Allgaier, Harrison Burton, Josh Berry, who uh, got back in it after that pit misfortune they had. Uh, AJ Allmendinger uh, gets back in it to finish fifth. Uh, then Brandon Jones, Jeb Burton, Noah Gregson, Austin Hill, and Riley Herbst. G the biggest miss of the whole weekend, Jeremy Clements finished 11th. If he finished 10th, a whole bunch of uh, lucky fans were going to get a free can of dip. Uh, so they missed out on that. Uh, some loose yeah. luck nuts. Oh, God. No, I, disappointing on the Jeremy Clements thing. I think a few people were following that closely. Good to see my notes. Good to see Noah Gregson up in the top 10. No records for him. Uh, I think he'll 
think he'll take a checkered free day if, if he if he finishes top 10. Yeah. And how how did Riley Herbst finish in 10th? Riley Herbst was there was some kind of issue with him. It seemed like the entire race and he still ended up finishing 10th. So which is good because he uh he's he's nearing that point uh where he's gotta get get some points or get a win, as we'll talk about in the points. And yeah, Jeremy Clements. Like he finished 11th, so people missed out on the, I think it's white tail dip. And mm-hmm. they, uh, like, I'd rather the giveaway be this week where he's in the, the booze pops car, you know, <laughs> and if he finishes 10th, give, give us all, uh, booze pops. Some loose lug nuts favorites JJ Yaley finishes 22nd, David Starr in the Whataburger car finishes 24th, Natalie Decker finishes 26th crippling finish for brandon brown he finishes 35th he gets just two points it crushes his playoff hopes and then a uh, a strong finish for will rogers in the sam hunt racing who seems to have a different driver in their car every week and he finished uh 14th. 14th yeah yeah sam hunt racing i don't think have is this will rogers first race with them uh it uh he had run before yeah it is his first he had run before but it was his first race with sam hunt yeah interesting um and he was racing in the good rx car and uh he was running he's got a liver disease so he's uh he formed the will rogers liver health foundation and this is part of his uh raising awareness for that so that was good on that front. He's Hawaiian. That's cool. There we go. Um, no real movement on the playoff front. Noah Gregson, uh, Michael on that, and Jeremy Clements hold the 10th, 11th, and 12th spot. They're relatively, uh, relatively comfortable, all things considered, because Brandon Brown, as we said, the two points sort of crippled him. He's now 48 points back. Riley Herbst is 50 points back, so... Um, if Herbst or Brown uh, pull off a miraculous victory, then things get crazy. But right now, those 10th, 11th, and 12th are fairly safe, I would think. Uh, yeah, it, there's a pretty big gap there. And I would say that, that Brandon Brown or Riley Herbst, if they want to get in, they're going to have to win. So, so we get to the cup race. Uh, Eric Amarola, he gets the pull, which under the – the the matrix the starting matrix they had been using every other race without a uh, qualifying he probably would have started in sixty nine thousand four hundred and twentieth place so yeah uh, he and he and uh and then Martin Truex would have started up front but instead Martin Truex started in four sixty nine thousand four hundred and twentieth place yeah so it's weird, qualifying. weird how different the uh, things can be with actual qualifying yeah how much better. Yeah, and then a weird thing, Ryan Blaney, <laughs> Ryan Blaney ruins his car before the race even starts. I wish they had footage of this because they were kind of explaining it. And so the way I understand it, because they've never raced here before, Blaney did not realize the uh, the way that the pit exit transitions up to the track, I guess, is steeper than maybe it appears. Yeah. Uh, and so he, I guess, entered the track a little too quickly 
And, and yeah, uh, Benton is a little left rear quarter panel deal and had to come in and pit before they threw the green flag. There we go. Uh, and then we're, we're going to talk about it. We mentioned very few um, yellow flags for the first race in two thirds. Uh, we ended up having uh, six or five in the final stage of the Xfinity. And that goes into the cup race where we will have 11 um, stage one uh, lap 40 Ryan Blaney. No brakes. <laughs> so interesting. He ruined his car. I wonder if we'll hear about that again. Yeah, he ruins his car and then he has no brakes. They showed the brake dust on the wheels and his uh neon yellow uh rims were, were pitch black. Uh it looked like Mary Poppins. Um so well they and they had they had shown in the first round of pit stops right before that. The, they they had actually shown it when they took off what was it his right front and the black brake dust which (laughs) sounds cool uh just flew everywhere when they took off that right front tire sure enough shortly thereafter down you you mentioned Earnhardt being the bright spot of the Xfinity race I noticed something and he did it multiple times I don't think he knows instantly who's in each car so he just shouts out the number it's early he hasn't been watching the races on fox he's he's loyal to nbc so he's just gotta he's gotta take some time to learn yeah so tyler tyler reddick brings out the yellow whereas earnhardt said the number eight (laughs) shouts out the the number so that was on lap 46 and then lap 40 uh, 55 blaney who was chasing his tail with no brakes uh, he just figures I'll end it, and he crashes. Mm-hmm. Yep. We get to lap 79. Uh, Justin Haley and Chris Busher play follow the leader into the wall. Uh, Busher says he ran over something, and it might have been uh, brake parts from Justin Haley who appeared to have uh, blown out his brakes. Yeah, it was kind of a bizarre little uh... – what video uh because this camera this camera angle in turn one got a ton of action but but you see Haley come up into the into the wall and then busher literally in the the exact same spot go up into it too which is a little bit strange but this uh this set the stage for with 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 busher saying he thought he run over something set the stage for nascar getting a little trigger happy on on cautions i think because they were worried about cars dumping debris all over the racetrack uh, a bunch of cars stay out uh while the leaders pit actually there weren't a bunch that was a bad no by me uh but anyhow uh so was, uh, kyle larson i didn't mention before but he had led the whole uh first stage until... well they didn't really show him up there so yeah <laughs> but uh because he pits uh chase elliott wins the stage followed immediately by kyle larson yep we get to stage two, uh, Martin Truex, just a rough day all around for that guy. He had the pit penalty, and this was the one where he was not in the outside lane, but he's like, I'm all by myself. Like, why? Like, so anyhow, it seems <laughs> to be a new NASCAR thing. So, hey, Martin, uh, between that and getting an odometer figured out on, on pit road, 
Yeah, this one's a the, this pit stuff is a little strange though. I don't recall. Do you recall this having come up at, at any point earlier in the season? Well, I think there. I mean, there was the one race where uh, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott were coming down pit road, and uh, Kyle Larson bumped Elliott like to oh, the outside. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it it stems from that because they were back in the as recently as then they were coming down double file. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange, huh? Something they talked about in the driver's meeting, I'm sure. Yeah, we weren't let into that. No. It, oh, well, drivers only, I guess. I mean, I think that would get good viewing. Oh, it totally would. I mean, you don't even have to put it on, although you could put it on TV. You just stream it on NASCAR.com or something. Yeah, let us in. I'll, I, I know some people on NASCAR. We'll talk to them. Yeah, I'll start the campaign. Uh, Bubba Wallace brings out a yellow uh, lap 134. <laughs> Back-to-back pits. Uh, trucks with another pit penalty. I believe this one was for speeding in section two. So get an odometer. And then uh, uh, Christopher Bell loses a tire. It goes rolling out uh, into the infield. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many issues. So many tire related issues. Tires, brakes, whatever. Bubba, that's how Bubba spun, right? He blew a tire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, the one thing uh, I, I heard this when I, because I was listening to the radio, as I said. They mentioned that it was a very loose track. Cars were all over the place line. They mentioned that's why Larson and Stenhouse probably loved it. Two renowned dirt track racers did very well in that second stage and in the race. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Cole Custer brings out the yellow. Guess why? Uh, let me guess. He didn't have brakes. No <laughs> brakes. Um, this was a bummer, too, because Cole Custer was up, up front. He was like top five up to this yeah. point the entire race qualified really well which hey probably wouldn't have been up there the whole race if he hadn't qualified well but proved that he deserved to be up there because he's he was staying put so that was really disappointing so his brake rotor appeared to have taken his tire off uh, everyone pits uh briscoe reddick and ty dillon only take two tires so they move up 11 9 and 15 spots respectively to first second and fourth I was I was really surprised that more cars didn't do something like this or do some try some way to get track position back because there were only when they did this pit stop there were only ten laps ten laps to go in the stage so obviously I was pumped when when my guy Briscoe did this and uh, paid off paid off pretty well for Briscoe and Ty uh, Reddick had major issues kind of from the start of the restart and he fell way back but. But Briscoe and Ty were able to hang on and stay up there, which was which was interesting and I guess a pretty big gamble because of all the issues everybody had been having. But uh, really, really exciting into the into the second stage. But yeah, it uh, it ends up uh, well. Reddick, we mentioned he does the slide job, so he finished really far back. Yeah. Um, but uh, the stage ends up Larson first, Dylan second, Briscoe third. So they picked up huge points with that uh, gamble. And yeah, like post race, Larson mentioned he never, ever, 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 ever had to drive in traffic. So he has no idea how his car would have done. So had a couple more cars done the two tires. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have necessarily been able to make it back up there. But that, yeah, it was a good point by him is that he literally never, 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 never was back there. So. So final stage, uh, the Entman car. No, there is not uh, all pizza and donuts all weekend. Priest spins out. Handful of cars pit, including 
Chastain and Suarez, and that gets them out in a different pit cycle. And we'll see that how that works out later in the race. Yeah. Uh, and all three, well, not necessarily Chastain. Stenhouse was way up front most of the race. Suarez was was uh, towards the front most of the race. But Stenhouse had kind of find him, found himself falling back. And so yeah. I think they felt like if they could get back up front there, then they could probably stay up front, which was the case for most of the race. So made sense. Uh, with about 90 laps to go, Kyle Busch, who he had been in the fray early on and had been challenging Larson a little bit, they swung way to the other side on something because they were terrible. Like well, they- it, yeah, that was interesting too because they uh, the, so later on they pitted whenever the next pit cycle was. Uh, I think it was like twenty laps from now, and they told Kyle, "Yeah, you had a tire going down. That's why. That's why you were falling back." But they were saying on the radio, and Kyle had been hollering and cursing and screaming into his radio all day about how bad the car was and stuff, but. When he was falling back to 25th, he didn't say a word in the radio, which was strange. But <laughs> uh, You mentioned that uh, yellow, that would be Bubba. Oh, wait, no, that's a different one. We got a lot of yellows here. Yeah, yeah. This uh, was- Bubba Wallace brings out the caution. Uh, all leaders come to pit. And then we get another almost immediately. Chase Briscoe, what's his issue? Uh, let me guess. No breaks. No breaks with 92 exclamation points. Yeah. I don't want to scream though. Uh, no breaks. <laughs> so that brings out the caution. Chastain, Stenhouse, Suarez are among those who don't pit and they won't need to pit again. Um, or will they? No, they won't. They won't. They won't. Uh, <laughs> some of the people who stayed out will. And uh, unless you're cheating and have an extra large gas tank like Kyle Larson, maybe you, you don't have to pit either. Uh, um, extra large gas tank or just clean air? <laughs> yeah, cleaner. Uh, <laughs> lap 243, uh, Kyle Larson has a lot of debris on his grill. And the only way we could have made this re- end of this race suspenseful is if J.J. Yaley uh, <laughs> would have slammed on the brakes when Kyle Larson pulled up behind him to get the air to take the debris off his bumper. Yeah, it was funny too. He had some debris and then he was, you know, they're talking about it on the radio and then he picked up much more debris. He picked up another, what looks like a plastic bag of some sort. So uh, sure, his, sure his heart was pumping a little bit there down the stretch, but JJ there, really couldn't, couldn't uh, make it interesting for everybody else. Yeah, there is a little bit of suspense coming down to the wire. Um, it's going to be close on gas. Uh, Kyle Larson saves enough, but a lot of other guys have to back off to fin- uh, make it to the finish. Denny Hamlin did not. He had to pit with two laps to go. He yeah. wasn't 10th. He ended up finishing like 21st. Um, Kyle, Kevin Harvick and Kyle, uh, Kurt Busch, they finished on fumes, uh, but Ross Chastain was able to go balls out, and he was the only car within sight of Kyle Larson at the end. So Kyle Larson wins it going away. Uh, we never knew how much gas he had left. No one really said anything. Had that like had, that, had that Chase Briscoe thing and uh, happened a lap or two earlier, maybe Chastain wins because uh, Larson runs out with gas, but we will never know. Yep. So yeah, Kyle, uh, really low key bad day for Joe Gibbs racing. You know, when, when Denny had to pit there, that put two of their guys back, I think 
Where did Denny end up finishing in the twenties? Twenty first. Yeah, I mean it would have been. Uh, he was running tenth, so it would have been Bush ninth, Hamlin tenth, or no Bell ninth. Bell ninth, Bush uh, Hamlin tenth, Bush eleventh. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then Druex twenty second, who you know double penalties does not help out there. Yeah, none of those guys were really other than other than Kyle Bush for a little bit. None of them were really running up front. Yeah, another team with a bad day, Team Penske, Logano 10th, Keselowski 23rd, Blaney 37th. Yeah, yeah, Keselowski never had anything all day. A little bit, honestly, very disappointing year so far for the Penske guys relative to how they had been. But same with same with Stuart Haas. It might be a Ford issue more than a team issue. I don't yeah. know. So Kyle Larson, uh, he got the win. It seemed like just six weeks ago we were calling uh, Larson the Louis Oosthuizen of NASCAR, always <laughs> finishing second. Uh, but he's won the last four times they've gone out, one of them being the all-star race plus three other races. Is he an unstoppable rebel force? Seems that way right now. It's, uh, it's honestly kind of uh, – I can't recall the last time in season somebody was just as dominant as him in terms of – not even like winning every race or being up front every race he, he's he's the heavy favorite to win every stage regardless of where he's at it's very interesting i mean they've clearly got something figured out and probably are only going to get better over the course of the year as as they as they get accustomed to each as he gets accustomed to his team you know and now one thing i i talked about with evan back when he won his first race i personally didn't think if NASCAR knew he'd be doing this good, I think they would have made his suspension longer. I don't know if that makes any sense. Because yeah. right now the outside world hasn't picked up on it. Uh, they're worried about whatever else, um, NBA finals, NHL. But how will it look if the champion uh, dropped an M-bomb last year and he didn't even get a whole year suspension? And I think it would have went under the radar because NASCAR might have been thinking – Hey, Hamlin and Harvick and Elliott and Truex are all going to be battling. This yeah. guy's going to be the second, third best guy on his team. Uh, so we'll let him back in, but it's not going to come up. Yeah, I. it's interesting. And, I, you know, not to get too deep into the weeds on it, but you also wonder if maybe a little bit to do with that and the lack of coverage that it's gotten, at least since he's come back and done so well, is that, you know, not not justifying what he said by any means but does it have something to do with the fact that it was not necessarily a he was not caught on tape maliciously using that word or you know it wasn't any sort of hate speech or anything like that it was kind of a stupid like a something a 13 year old kid would say that that's just being an idiot And, and that doesn't justify what he said it was wrong and clearly shouldn't have been part of his lexicon but perhaps you know maybe people have picked up on the fact that wasn't done maliciously he clearly is not a bad person and you know deeply regrets what he's done and i think that's sincere uh but nascar's probably got to be a little bit nervous the way things are looking right now that he's probably i mean right now he's the odds-on favorite to win the championship and it will become more of a story the deeper we get into the season you 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 just hate that for for everything and everybody you don't want that to be to be part of the story or part of the issue but it is because because he said that so i don't know i i agree they they probably would have made that suspension a little bit longer but he's also proving you know he he's probably the best driver out there right now yeah, regardless I, of team. I like i my initial reaction i 
from the beginning, I thought he needed to, because you don't want to spend, suspend him for all this year too. The guy's got to make a living. I thought they should have had him race Xfinity this year as sort of a earn your way back to the Cup Series. So that was always my thingy. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. That's a good point. That being said, I just love I love the fact that he's racing a race Tuesday. I forget where I heard it on the radio. the The guy just loves racing, and it was uh, they mentioned Tony Stewart, I believe, said the guy you can plug him into any vehicle, and he just needs two laps to figure it out, like any vehicle, any track. Um, and I think all this racing he does, all this dirt racing, and uh, small asphalts, you, you race enough vehicles and you could figure it out in a couple laps and he's just racing all the time. No question. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 and that was kind of his MO prior to all this and prior to being with Hendrick Motorsports, but everybody knew that was kind of what he, what he loves to do. And he's really, really good at it. And he's proving it at the highest level. And, uh, you know, Ganassi, Ganassi's got to be sick to their stomachs at how well he's doing, but it's just a difficult situation. Well, yeah, and I mean, they see even that, like, last year sucked for them. They had to get, get rid of him. He was going to be the one of the top free agents this year, so I don't yeah. know if they were going to be able to re-up him. I mean, they would have had the inside as the incumbent, but I, I mean, it's funny, on the radio, all the announcers acted like Rick Hendrick made some big huge camel it was like that was their fourth <laughs> ride you know it wasn't yeah. some small team their only ride hey let's roll the dice with kyle larson they were putting him in jimmy johnson's car which is already a pretty good car to begin with and yeah. that's their fourth car they had the defending champion rick hendrick took very little risk except for not having any sponsors to start the year Yep. Yep. Exactly. And now the sponsors are coming. It was you know, good to see Valvoline on the car for this one, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I love the small track, him doing the small track stuff. Cause that's, I mean, rising tides lift all ships. And once you get the dirt people excited about watching NASCAR, cause some guy that makes the time to come out to their track, I think it helps in the long run. Oh, no question about it. Rather than the guys that are, think they're too cool for school and can't make appearances to sign autographs and stuff. So top 10, Larson won. He was dominating, but the, the top 10 showed there are some teams making uh, improvements. We had Ganassi, who we've maligned recently, uh, had Chastain finished second, Kurt Busch finished eighth, and he was running top five uh, until he, he started running out of gas. He had Stuart Haas racing with Tony Stewart in the house with his uh, fiance or wife. I forgot if they got married, Leah Pruitt. I think still fiance. Okay. Uh, so he had uh, two cars uh, in the top five with Amarola finishing fourth, Kevin Harvey finishing fifth. He also had a JTG Doherty and Trackhouse crash the top 10. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse in sixth, Daniel Suarez in seventh. And Stenhouse, I mean, six was probably disappointing for Stenhouse. He, I, I really thought he was one of the three fastest cars all day. Um, and, and to, to, to credit Stuart Haas too, uh, Briscoe and Custer were both running top 10, top 15 most of the day also. So really good day for those teams. And I think it's, I think it's great for the sport that, that these guys like Doherty and, and Trackhouse and them are also putting together good runs. So Pitbull had a great little pre-race interview too. Yeah, and I, I heard something on the TV, like they wanted to have their shop in Nashville, like downtown. Oh, Nashville. interesting. And they talked about how it would be, it would become a, uh, 
now when I ask Evan if they've watched a movie, he usually says no. But uh, in one of the Rocky movies, he makes his gym open to the public as he was warming up for uh, to fight <laughs> Apollo Creed. Um, it would be like that. Like people can come in as they're working on the car, and you don't just have to guess how um, a shop is by watching the crew on Netflix. You can actually see uh, when you're on your bachelorette party. A really great idea. I like that. Um, Corey LaJoy finished 15th. He, uh, he complained about the track, um, but, uh, you know, it's funny cause the, like everyone that talks about him loves the guy. So he must be a great guy. So it was good to finish, see him finish 15th. Yeah. And then, the, oh. the, and then, uh, uh, JJ Yaley was also up front for a while before, not up front, but you know, running better than they usually do for a while before he had his issue. So pretty good day for, for those guys, JJ Yaley or Justin Haley. Justin Haley. Justin, yeah, Justin Haley. Fun um, fact, Justin Haley used to go by JJ. And someone in PR somewhere along the line suggested that he start going by Justin because JJ Haley is way too close to JJ Yaley. And people <laughs> will get them confused like I just did. So. There you go. And JJ's not even JJ Yaley's initials. Yeah, uh, crazy. Uh, oh, my God. Lewis Lugna. <laughs> This is this is beyond loose lug nuts. This, how? how? What, what are they doing? Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, you get no points for this race. <laughs> uh, he had five loose lug nuts. How is that possible? Uh, we need to get Chase Elliott as a guest on the pod this week. Uh, <laughs> the, the, surely a podcast called Loose Lug Nuts could could get his attention this week. Um. Like Chad Canals claimed that they came like he's talking like they came loose during the run. Is that is that possible for five different lug nuts to come loose? Well, all we know is that next year in the car of tomorrow or whatever, it's the next gen car. Those are that's one more lug nut than it's even possible to come loose. So, uh, so he got no points, and then he took the social media. I like sort of complaining that he lost his stage points. <laughs> but like, what's the, what's the basis of the argument? The lug nuts weren't loose when he, when he got points in those earlier stages. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so he, yeah, he got no points. He finished 39th with Shelp Quinn Hoff, who didn't even make two corners. Um, he went in the one famous wall that we had talked about. Yeah. He was the first one. Yeah. So we got the standings. Um, Chris Busher still has the last playoff spot, but it got a little more precarious. He is now only 24 points ahead of Kurt Busch. Ricky Stenhouse is 43 points back. Matty D, he dropped two spots. He is now in 19th. They might need win one or 100 to get in. He is 46 points off the cutoff. Yeah, not ideal with, with Busher having a rough finish and Bush and Stenhouse having great finishes for them. That tightens up that race. That tightens up that race a good bit for the uh, 16th spot. But, you know, I, I also would just – I wouldn't be surprised to see a few of these guys that haven't won yet pull off a win. I think Harvick, the, you know, Stuart Haas is improving. I think Harvick's going to have a real good shot. The eight and the three, Dylan and Reddick have both have both been running pretty well. Kurt Busch has been pretty good. And and you never know. I mean, we might we might see somebody else sneak up and, and get a win a la Cole Custer last year. So Eric Almarola, 
I mean, if Almirola kind of gets it gets it figured out, like it looks like he's doing, that it it could get pretty uh pretty hairy down the stretch here, going in the playoffs for some of these teams. So we uh we are headed to Pocono. There's twelve races this weekend. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we're a lot gonna, of races. We're gonna have a truck. We're gonna have a Xfinity and. I don't get to two cup races, but we're going to have two cup races. Double header. Can I... somebody just like in the NASCAR press conference, just ask why, like, have they get, do that? Is there a reason? Why? I, I, well, they have to race two races in the Poconos and they're like, screw it. We'll just race them back to back. It used to be, you'd have a race to begin the, cause the Poconos, I, for those that don't know, it's a summer vacation spot. Uh, in eastern Pennsylvania in the Pocono Mountains. So they used to have a race to kick off the vacation season a little bit after uh, Memorial Day. And then you'd have one for the end of the thing, like a little bit before Labor Day. Uh, now, like, you're going out to the woods to be relaxed. And, and then you spend one day at the racetrack as a, a diversion from catching the, the crappy and whatnot. <laughs> Are you going to take two days out of your uh, wholesome na- old nature, you know, vacation to watch NASCAR? Uh, yeah, that's a no. And Unless, like, I think you, the attendance numbers will probably reflect that. Maybe they think on Saturday they'll catch the people who are just finishing up their week. Like, hey, we'll go to the race Saturday before we head out Sunday. And then the Sunday races for the people that get into the next race. That's the only way I see it works out. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense, but that's neither here nor there. We will preview uh, Poconos uh, on uh, Friday. We will. You, you and I will. Yeah, Evan. I don't know. He's. <laughs> Do they guy. not have internet in Florida? I guess not. Did he tell you he's doing it or uh, someone's doing it? If we'll not, I've been, known to, I've been known to go solo while he's uh, you know, fiddling <laughs> with his nuts. So. I could go solo, but, uh, and we're going to have a whole binder of news because there is a whole bunch of news coming out this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we will talk about all that. And, uh, it was good to be with you once again, Luke. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta say after, after a handful of episodes with, with you and a handful of episodes with Evan, I think it's, I think it's clear that, that you're a, you're a better pod partner than Evan is. So, uh, great to be with you, Thomas really enjoyed it. Sure, we'll do it again soon. All righty, everyone, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just look for Loose Lug Nuts uh, podcast on Instagram, Loose Lug Nuts pod on Twitter. Follow, maybe we should uh, start a MySpace. We will look into MySpace and maybe LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you can find the uh, podcast. I mean, if you're already listening to it. Um, you probably found it on Apple or Spotify, but uh, tell your friends about it and we will, uh, we will see you next time. Yeah. See you on Friday. Don't forget to join our professional network. on <laughs> I grew up in Texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13 short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen.
my Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. say that lady luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance i'll do the best i can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride harry high and now i've got stuff others on my side you've given me my way It's up to me to fly. 